You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today I'm joined by two of my Vietnamese people. Well, to be fair, I don't really have a lot of Vietnamese people, but yeah, um, I'm joined by Catherine, I mean Catherine, and Zane, not Zane Malik, but yeah, just Zane, just just another Zane. <laughs> Hola, What's Josh. up, guys? Welcome aboard. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having how us. You, how do you say hello in your language? Hello. <laughs> there's, there's no specific word. I mean, not really. Like, let's wait until Joshua. Let, let's wait until Joshua can 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 make one. I mean, you can invent you know, one. Mo- most people usually say like "What's up" in English, right? So for us, it's like "Where to go on." Oh, that, 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 that's too hurt for me. How, bro? Where they go on? <laughs> As if you're huh? lang- like, like you guys don't speak Vietnamese that has like a million different tones and this is too hood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, where? Where? Where what? Where? Where? Uh-huh. Where? De. De. Go on. Go on. Where they go on? Yeah, basically. Next time, yeah. Next, next time I talk to you or Brittany, I'm going to say that. Okay, but. So now, um. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about what it's like growing up in Vietnam, um, and then the transition to Taiwan, much like what I did with the Honduras and St. Kitts and Nevis episodes. For now, this is going to be the final installment of this mini series, sorta. Just just for the moment, we'll get back into it at a later date. And yeah, but before we get into things, while I was doing my research. A website pointed out that Vietnam is shaped like an S ish. Yes. Yes. But when I was looking at it, it kind of looked like a J too, because you have like, if you look at it from a certain angle, you could see like the little stick at the top of the J. Uh huh. So I came to a conclusion, right? You guys are going to hate me for this. But <laughs> if the letters are S and J, I just think it means. Joshua is sexy, J and the S. So, <laughs> <sighs> I yeah yeah you you yeah yeah I did yeah, I did our, our entire country, ninety million people. That's just that's just the symbol yeah. for Joshua being sexy. Yeah yeah, before they, that, that must be it, right? Yeah, what, what else could it be? And it, it's been like that since forever. Since Even forever. like like they just knew knew I was coming into yeah. this world. Yeah, it's just they, a destiny they, they child, you know? Yeah, and that, and that's why. <laughs> And that's why now it makes sense why Ming Chuan has the program with um, FJU, where they do the two years in Vietnam and two years in Taiwan. So, <laughs> so they calculated Viet- it all. So more Vietnamese people will be able to meet me. So mm-hmm. makes yeah. sense. Yeah, hey Josh, you gotta go claim your your rights now. Yeah, I mean that that's all country I, man. Like no, no, that I, I I accept the um the tribute. I don't need anything else. I appreciate it. <laughs> So now, yeah, um, Vietnam. The audacity. I mean, hey, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, um, 
just remember that always forever <clears throat> tell your kids remind <laughs> your family members everyone on my on my deathbed i'm gonna be like so you know i have my friend in college joshua and this so this is what happened <laughs> I'm I mean, gonna tell my kids. I'm gonna. Tell, have... I'm gonna tell my grand grandkids. That is how Vietnam shaped, like, yeah, and how it happened. Appreciate that. Yeah, this, this is Josh, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I know. I know it's a very common name, Josh, right? But it's specifically for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, Vietnam. What besides the? I think like when everyone thinks of Vietnam, of course they think of the most common thing associated with Vietnam to everyone on the Western side of the world, which mm -hmm. is the war, but we're not about wars. We're about, we're about love and peace. Yes. Love and I peace. You, exactly. I thought you were going to say the food. I, I was looking, waiting for I that mean, too. Yeah. I was, I was like, Oh, maybe it could be pho or something. <laughs> mm, no. no, but it's true though. It's true though because I feel like maybe for you guys, it's like, it's like by the book, especially for history. I mean, we, like don't, we 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 don't learn world. world history, right? But even ah. more so, we don't really learn about Asian foods for sure. At least not in Belize. <laughs> but like somehow everyone knows about the Vietnam War, right? Yeah, I mean it's very, yeah. well it involved, like <laughs> the U.S. and once anything involves the U.S. Yeah, I mean, I will kinda. say this now. You guys probably learn it differently from what we know. I mean, regarding yeah. the war. To be fair, I only know that a war happened. I don't know anything about the war. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and we can keep it that way. And we yeah, keep we, it yeah, that yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we leave it at that. But mm. anyway, so life growing up in Vietnam, what was it like? What part of Vietnam are you guys from? Zane, you want to go first? Yeah, so me and Catherine are both, both from the north um hanoi specifically so that's like the capital of vietnam uh it was like it's a very hectic city super crowded super noisy everything moves like 100 miles an hour even though speed limit in the city is like 20 kilometers an hour <laughs> but yeah like, yeah no one follows that yeah like honestly no one cares and and the people are not as polite as taiwanese people everyone is just like everyone for themselves and um their priorities are like always first and foremost and everything they do is just like for them and 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 honestly there's basically little to no rules on the street you just do whatever you want so like traffic rules are almost non-existent and yeah that's just one of my biggest impression of my own country my own city <laughs> kind of you know chaos. how go ahead yeah you know how people always say wow. that like uh like that specific group of people from the capital of every countries are like like assholes yeah so we also have that you know but oh, like, i thought i thought you were i thought us. you were gonna say that yeah we are the assholes no, 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 no. But exactly, like, like we, we, when, are, when we go out. Yeah, we lowkey are though, because like when we go outside of the city, and then you start, especially if you start going down south, yeah. like for some reason, like everyone is just like very welcoming, like very nice. It's not that we are all like bad people or like very like hard to you know get to know and stuff, but uh, yeah, it's just like oh, I'm from the capital. However, however, that it just like 
like the typical mentality of some others, but we try not to bring that outside, even within Vietnamese, because that is just not really good. However, yeah, the capital has capital type of fun. It's like a very big city. We usually get a lot of political stuff, though. It's not the same as Ho Chi Minh City or Saigon. They're more fun in like the entertainment way. So we are very like, you know, it's like it's like a different type of fun. You have two biggest city of the country, but yeah, we're, it's we're like on the, the other side. It's like the political and the tradition. It's just okay. kind of like very yeah. It's very like business, city. business type political. Mm-hmm. Not, not yeah. a place you would... I would say, well, not a place that tourists are lining up to go to, in a sense. Yeah, well, actually, uh, tourists unless, does go to Hanoi a lot, but it, it's yeah, like. But the thing is that it's like uh, I noticed that people who like to visit Hanoi more, they tend to they they want to visit that like like the old like the ancient uh, history, like okay. like something that relates to like you know very old, like very but like, like okay. But like people that are going for like wanting to have fun and explore and that type of stuff, no, not around here. They I'm also, assuming. but it's like different, also? different type of fun. Yeah, it's like different type of fun. Okay, what type of fun? Yeah, yeah we have fun stuff, but sometimes we have to go a little bit outskirt the city to go okay. to those places. Yeah, okay. like those activities that is like tradition activities where you can do like little crafts or uh, DIY and stuff like that. Yeah, so like you go outside a little bit, but inside the city is mostly just uh supermarkets, cinemas, you know, like malls, the typical yeah, yeah, malls and stuff. Okay, and like buying traditional street clothes that you can buy from the old quarter streets that Catherine mentioned. Yeah, I feel like Zane is low key and an an ambassador in training because he speaks like like he's just you know like okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got it from somewhere. Son, son, son of an ambassador. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make, makes he makes a lot of sense. From someone, it makes sense. So, so yeah. Besides all of that, you know, being in a crazy busy place, um, kind of wild in the sense of people not caring about the traffic rules and that sort of stuff. Um, as a kid, what is it like growing up? Like, I remember when I talked to Ryan and Andre, they were like, you know, of course, all of us know this by now because we have studied in Taiwan or are still studying. Um, What it's like for Taiwanese to grow up and having to be at school until some crazy hours. Is it the same in Vietnam as well? I feel like for this one, for us Vietnamese, it might be even crazier. If you are trying to talk, if, if we're heading to like, you know, cram school and like after hours and stuff. However, I don't know if it's the same for uh, for Zane, but because both of us, like our upbringings, because of our parents uh, work, like job, right? So we travel a lot. So having that privilege growing up is kind of like, oh, you get to see your own country, your own environment where you grew up in. And then also another environment that you kind of like, you know, get to know of for like a very short amount of time. So having that, even though it's not like the same concept as like, you know, third culture kid, because like we're not immigrants and stuff, but like moving countries a lot and living in different places, sometimes 
um, as I was growing up made me feel like I was a little bit of like a misfit in a way because like you get to think and like you get to see things that other people haven't seen it so you're kind of like oh okay I'm thinking it in a different way and then later you see that okay your friends will get to that point but it's like you know you you had like a like a start off first before them yeah. so then in terms of uh, living and also studying it's a little bit difficult for me in the sense that like I was more open to everything and I was very free in that sense but with other people it's like okay we're focusing on this this is what the teachers tell and then I'm just gonna do it but for me it's like why can't we just like you know drift a little like yeah, change lane, do something else yeah so I think for that is like um is is a blessing but also a curse because it's a blessing in the sense that we get to be you know um traveling a lot and then like opening up to a lot of different cultures a lot of like different environments but at the same time it's like oh you always go back to yourself and then think if you can fit in and how can you keep like your roots and stuff without you know losing a sense of self or like a sense of belonging so yeah it's it's fun but it's also like is 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 always in the back of my head thinking like okay now I need to balance it to how how can I you know make myself comfortable in this type of like, okay situation. so yeah so you didn't like you're not one hundred percent like you can't one hundred percent relate to I would say the average Vietnamese kid growing up in a sense yeah I think yeah, me and Catherine sense. are the same way in that sense like we're yeah yeah different to the average Vietnamese kid okay. Um, okay, and I, not, I think I was, yeah, yeah, you go. Not, not average, okay. <laughs> no, 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 not in that sense. No, 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 honestly, no, there's honestly no slander. Like, I know, I in know. Vietnam, uh, uh, the Vietnamese family, we are actually very tight. Like, in regards to strangers, Vietnamese people don't really care for other people. Like, we don't have to be friendly to everyone. But then in the family, everyone are very, very close, like very tight from from like the great great grandparents to like the distant relatives like everyone knows everyone and so there is a big sense of tradition and the thing that me and Catherine kind of um got differently from other people from other people in the family is that since we go out to study abroad and like meet different people from different cultures and learn different things um we kind of have this new set of world views and world values that sometimes contradicts with our family members, you know? And so a lot of the, a lot of the times when we go back to our own uh, original environment, we have to like um, adjust ourselves to that environment so that it doesn't really offend anyone or creates conflict of drama. So like a, a lot of us think differently and in silently we kind of, you know, judge a lot of the typical Vietnamese worldviews. But I mean, I think that's just part of like how we learn and eventually, like me, even my mom and my dad, after having two kids going and study abroad, we talked to them a lot and they kind of understood a lot of things about mm, the world, like, uh, you know, parts of like racism, sexism, like okay. the thing about respecting that a lot more because, you know, Asian people used to have a very conservative mindset in terms of those um problem not problems in those in terms of those like matters um, yeah, yeah matters in the world you know i feel like that's that's a everywhere type of thing because no matter where it is you're you're growing up in like a bubble in a sense because yeah for the most part everyone only knows 
that place and everything they know of the way they think everything they do is based off of what they see around them but then when you get the chance to go somewhere else it kind of changes how you think it's the same with me like i felt it 100 when zane was like you know you silently kind of judge and i mean you're not trying to do it in a bad way but it's just like based off what you learn in these new places the way you think isn't the same yeah and then you're like you know because let's let's be real a lot of the ways that people think in our countries aren't necessarily the best but at no one's fault because they're not exposed to anything else so that's just basically the norm but yeah my above yeah. average vietnamese people <laughs> but yeah in 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 that sense we kind of have like like a different background growing up because like we we get to be exposed to let's say like the media right like for example you can tell that for me and zane we both are exposed to western media a lot the interest that we have the things that we uh talk about or like like the music that we listen to stuff like that are very different from like i would say like the typical vietnamese however because of you know globalization and the internet and everything it's not like it's hard to find people who have the same interests or like the same music taste but more about like how they think so i think that is that is like why we say that like is like totally different to like the average uh, or like typical vietnamese because sure we can meet a lot of people who have the same interests have the same sense of fashion and movie and all of that but maybe the way that they think and we think are not the same so yeah That is where we draw the line. Yeah. Yo, I, I, I will say this though. I think me and Catherine, we are so lucky in the sense that we have the luxury of growing up in an environment where not everything has turned digital yet. So like we have a couple of years of our childhood being very traditional, like playing fun games with kids in the neighborhood. And then the other half of our childhood being that, oh, this is the internet, this is TV. And then like yeah. digital and 4.0, uh era just like uh blows up and then we learn kind of like um things from both sides of the coin uh compared to like the typical Vietnamese kid now they're exposed to the internet and media so like so fast like immediately uh when they when they were born so like they don't have like a very uh active childhood like the traditional games that they used to, that that we used to do as Vietnamese when we were small you know and then that just opens up a lot of other perspectives for us i think and like the way we grew up is just so dynamic in a sense okay yeah that's true i wonder if they know how to do this one thing that Catherine knows how to do so fun fact about my about my friend here I don't know what type it is, but she knows how to break down and assemble a pew pew. <laughs> so about that, right? Um, I think Zane also had this experience, I guess, because we both went to public school. And this is only something that public schools have. If you go to a private school, most likely you don't. And even more so for international school you probably don't get this type of um, education but um i think roughly translate to english is would be like probably military class 
stuff like that. So you kind of uh, go there and then you actually have to change to a type of shirt. So it's green. It's also like a like a blouse like this, but it's in the color green. It's like a very dark green, like a, again, the military green. So we have that class uh, once a week and we learn about like, you know, different type of like tactics and like how to do this and that. And yes, we did have um did have like a few courses during the the school year where we got to try to hold the AK47 I believe and then also how to uh, assemble it and disassemble it and yeah it's it actually I can do that in 30 seconds oh yes. how fast you can see? you do it Catherine yeah. come on how fast I, can you do it oh I, uh, I think it it's like 50 seconds <laughs> Damn. He, got, he got he got you I mean beat. yeah <laughs> yeah so so yeah we learned that and then it, it's actually our test uh like like exam for like midterm and like final so you gotta do like a few like routine where you like you know hold a gun a certain way three to one how do you change it and then you start like crawling a little sometimes and you have to like you know like not like um like kind of like you lower yourself down you know like a like a typical routine for like how you start using a gun so yeah we did learn that and then yeah you see for us we have that so give give us a ak-47 and and you're in yeah, good hands and, and and we'll do some stuff with <laughs> it, i mean know? i mean i mean <laughs> we'll, we'll work out magic <laughs> i don't i don't have access to an ak-47 to give you guys so oh. i mean I, I hope you never have to use it i mean right <laughs> Okay, very, very interesting. And at what age did you guys learn how to do this? 17. Uh, Yeah, 17, okay. like 11th grade, 12th grade. Yeah, around that. M much we also better. learned how to, like, how to throw a grenade, like a proper <laughs> throwing a grenade technique. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, like, okay, at, at least it's 17, right? Because imagine like a... 11 year old 10 year old just oh no yeah that would that that would I'm be like, bad no bro <laughs> okay but yeah if anything it used to be more intense actually because uh long story short my mom and i we went to the same high school but and then when i uh, asked her about this she told me that back in her days um there's like a botanical park near our school like like in the same area and they have like you know like little not like hills but like like little mountains and stuff and then they actually went there as a class like they would walk to the botanical park and then they would climb up that little hills and they have to like crawl down and they have to move a little like with their arms yeah and then they have to like use a gun and stuff so if anything back in their days back in our parents days i would say that it was like proper training but i mean it would make sense because you know we just like you know start being independent and stuff like that war yeah. just ended but right now for us it's more like i guess uh trying to keep our roots in a in a way trying to know what what our you know like True. our parents and parents it, did but yeah is it something that's still happening that you know of yeah yeah it's still happening yeah, it's to still, this day mm -hmm. it's okay. like a main course in the in the curriculum for us for high schoolers actually yeah. also i know of the botanical garden that uh Catherine is talking about because I used to go there every single day when I was a kid because my house was right nearby so I go there like every day to play then, yeah um, um what did you go do what did you go there I to mean, go yeah. and do um yo that's that 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 mm. garden is so big it has like 
monkeys, really um, peacocks, like mm-hmm. animals, like a couple cages in there. And then uh, people were always there to exercise, play soccer. I mean, football, badminton, yes, and yes, mommy's no doing yoga. Here. Yeah, no soccer. Period. No soccer. It's no football. soccer. Nope. <laughs> but but my Zane, bad, my bad. But Zane, you still haven't answered my question. What were you doing? You said people go there. Were you training already? <laughs> oh, I I was going there. It's like playing the swings with girls, you know. <laughs> it was cute. It was hey, they, cute. They, it was they have swings cute. and slides, like very cozy, hey, you know. Hey, but he had to throw that party out there. Playing swings with girls, you know, emphasis on the girls. <laughs> He started and, young. And, and he started young. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if 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 I would have said play the swims with boys, he would have said, "Hey, no homo" or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I was just like, okay, you can could have just been playing on the swings and full stop. But no, he was like, I gotta let you guys know. It was with girls. <laughs> with the whole chest. <laughs> no, it was just like the 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 memory was so clear in my head. I just described it like. As it is, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why my, my mommy was like just doing yoga. Okay. It's, like, it's just such a big part. Yeah. For it's me, I would on. went there. I, I I would go there for biking, biking, because okay. it's really big. Yeah. Or like just walking, to be honest with. And yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. I will ask you guys for the name of the space later, so I can go and um, Google it and see what's up. Ten out of ten recommended. <laughs> Okay. Mm. Very very clear air. The clearest you see in the city. Because we have very yeah. polluted air. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, moving on. So school, you guys were a bit you guys had like a hybrid experience. Um mm. outside of school, as a teenager, young adult, what was it like? What was your social like life? what was your social life like um what were you allowed to do what were your restrictions and that sort of stuff um okay i'll go first for me um the social life looks like this i think it's like for like the typical vietnamese it's like after school we would go to cram school or like a type of like training in a way it uh depends on whether you have could be musical training if you go to if like for example i play piano right so i would uh, go to piano classes or for example my friends would go to violin classes or like they would do taekwondo they would exercise and stuff like that so the social life for us looked like oh you have friends um still maybe from your own school from your same classroom or from people from different school and that is how we started mingling like that's how we started making friends outside of school and like social life and then like start you know being like okay i know this person i heard of this person blah blah but yeah it's it's very much like you somehow still in that same bubble but that bubble just started uh, like expands uh like yeah expanding more and more like by the years so it's like that's why i always say that for us in the city most likely you kind of know everyone it's not like you yeah. know that much people but you heard of everyone like somehow you just know oh i know of this person oh this person know of this person and it all comes down to oh we went to the same training classes and we went to the same cram school oh we were classmates oh this person is my parents friends so yeah it's very like it's, it's very uh small in a way 
but still big because you know there are a lot of people in the city but somehow you just feel like okay i can just go anywhere and i will just see or like know everyone so yeah it's kind of cool it's it's kind of cozy in that sense you can just go somewhere and you will be like oh yeah i know that person oh yeah i see that person so yeah that is what, what that is what it was like for me yeah how was it oh oh <laughs> um so like yeah i also know catherine mm, through you know um sorry my roommate's <laughs> Um, I also met Catherine through my dad. So okay. like my dad and her dad works together kind of. So we knew each other in that sense. And she helped me a lot with the Taiwanese, you know, applying and stuff. In terms did you of guys, did you guys go to play on the swings? <laughs> huh? It was too late. It was too we, late. We did, we did play on swings in Taiwan, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, oh, so, you know, you want to go play on swings, Josh? <laughs> come back here and then we can all okay, go to okay, play okay. the swing together okay, bet. <laughs> but yeah as you were saying yeah as I was saying like everyone kind of knows each other because like mutual friends are like so so many and the 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 group of students attending public schools is kind of are in the same bubble as Catherine said and so when you when you go do do cram schools, extra classes, or even normal classes, you just kind of know everyone, and and even though it's a city of like eleven eleven million people, big big ass city, it doesn't really it doesn't really separates us, you know. And my school and Catherine School is actually very close to each other, and we have a little rivalry going on. Yeah, because because we're so close, and like, we're two like very good public schools in Hanoi. And this we have this little thing going on like back and forth like students would uh, resent each other a little bit, a little bit drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One would think that we're like this, but no, we're not like that. We're like gang, this. gang, gang, gang. <laughs> yeah, we're like. But yeah. <laughs> in in a different in a different year, me and Catherine would be going at each other on like a random. Uh, Facebook post <laughs> depending yes. on school. <laughs> yes, Damn. either that or it would be like, uh, it would be so for us, right? Football is actually very big. Yeah, is well, basketball has been getting bigger. Yeah, but, but football, football is number is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of my friends, and I know that a lot of Zane's friends probably play football too. And if anything, Zane's school has like a little uh football um like sport uh -huh. and like within oh yeah field like within their school so usually for the for their school they would have like their own games and everything but sometimes because like you know guys boys friends girl and everything we know each other right so then we would like meet up or like schedule like a play between like different school or like different classes and then we would go and rent uh like a like a field somewhere else well not not in his school but um within like our same area and that is where all these fights or like, you know, rivals and stuff like start going on because like it's all fun and game until like they start getting into that like, oh, I love sport. I love football. And then they would be very intense. But that is also how we get to know each other and like, you know, to like see other people and stuff. Because like imagine if we just like keep moving up to like another level, like another classes without having these type of like fun 
right yeah. and like getting to know people it would be very like oh you just go to school and then you go back home but yeah it's it's kind of like what we have in one of like the very big memory for like the the high school life kind of because that is just so, something that happened probably every once a month <laughs> so there's football wars and assembling guns yes, okay. yes. very basketball wars too Basketball oh, yeah. wars, uh, yeah, attracts more, you know, people from different schools. Okay, so basically mm -hmm. a lot of sports fights. Got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Sports competition that, that may leads to fight. And that mm. is why the assembling of a gun is necessary. Okay. <laughs> Just to prepare. <laughs> Just to stay prepared. <laughs> I Just... mean, the, the grenades are dummy grenades and the guns are, you know, not used anymore. No bullets and stuff, but... It's still very, very um, real. Yeah, but 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 same white. But just just kidding, people. Just kidding because yeah, we promote yeah. um love and peace. And peace. And and occasional okay. violence, but yeah, just occasionally. I, I, think, I, I think the the only thing about love and peace in our country that is the fact that everyone has the same love for food. You know, uh -huh. the Vietnamese food is just something that whenever we go away from our country, we just miss it so bad. <sighs> yeah. have, have you ever tried Vietnamese food, Josh? Yeah, like, I had, a, the, I had good, a, the good ones. Catherine took me, took us to a place like maybe like what? Not too long before I left. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's actually the same restaurant that we went the other day. The yeah. same one. Because I always go there. I love that one. It's good food. The I got the dried noodle, dried noodles with um, spring roll. Spring roll, yeah. yeah. Ten out Wood of ten. Name. Wood name, yeah. What 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 did you just say? <clears throat> That's the name of yeah. it in Vietnamese. Boon. <laughs> Boon. Boon name. Boon name. Yeah. yeah name, there, name is there you go. Spring rolls. Boon is like yeah. uh, you know, white noodles. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, food, progress. food, food, food. There's a lot of good Vietnamese food. Not like I have tried a lot. I've mostly only out. tried the, the that noodles. I already forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, good name. Good name. Good name. Yeah. I already forgot. Yeah, thanks right? to, to Zoom cutting us off, but it's okay. <laughs> and then, um, Bang Mi. Yes, yes, like me. Yeah. It's actually French bread. We got That's a lot of our cuisine from French. That's people. okay. Yeah. They 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 already did a lot of stuff, so you gotta take something from them too. Exactly. And I love how Wait. we make it our own now. So Yeah. I don't even Wait, associate did... it with the French. Uh, well what did what did, did the French do anything to like uh those areas in your in your countries? Um no, it was mostly like Spain and England, right? Yeah, the the British, but yeah, the British. So British, French, French. The French did a couple, I guess, more like in the Caribbean islands per se. Uh, ah, yeah, and and Canada. Yeah, and Canada. Yeah, but like this, Quebec? European people have have good vibes with you guys. Uh, what do you consider good vibes? So, <laughs> do, you, do like, you guys do? Do you guys get any benefits though? 
like I mean, visa wise or like passport or anything? I know for like the UK we don't need a visa. Okay. And I think that's about it. Not okay. not much to say. <laughs> like but what about Taiwan? Do you not have to ask for a visa to go to Taiwan? I think I think you can enter in Taiwan for like a certain amount of time, like 30 days or 60 days without a visa, but if you want no, I think like 30 days, but if you get a visa, you can stay up to like six months or, or oh. some, something like that. Um, not 100% sure. But anyways, now that you mentioned Taiwan, Taiwan, um, that's where you guys are right now. That's how I know <laughs> you guys. That's how I know yes, you guys. Um, Catherine, you got there. You started studying in 2018. Zane, you started studying in 2019, but... Prior to all of that, being that you guys are also from Asia, did you ever visit Taiwan? Mm. Prior to that? Prior yeah. to our studies? Prior to studies, yeah. Zane can go first. I, I have never. This, like, my first time was actually the day that I landed here and started to study. So. Oh, I got to Taiwan before you, bro. I, I mean you're older than me so you know it's just Man, he called me, he called me old <laughs> got hit with that didn't expect it hey. well um for me um i actually have and if anything i actually had the experience living here for a bit because <laughs> my uh parents and my sister were here back in 2010 so they they came the first time um coming was 2010 and then they stayed for three years so around like 2013 they they moved back home so uh back and forth for like those three years i came here for summer vacation and winter vacation like Luna new year so i have visited taiwan before and if anything i travel um like throughout taiwan way more than than this time i came here for school because i mean it was with family so i guess that i had yeah, the chance yeah. to go around more Broke, broke, student. broke college student <laughs> yeah. life <laughs> yes so yeah okay since you have the experience i'll let you hold up for a little bit zane what was it like when you just got to taiwan what was your first impression of taiwan everything was just so different like it felt like a more western vibe than asian like i've been to other asian countries and they're relatively the same but in a way, Taiwan, they're just so more independent and uh, like the economy is flourishing and everyone is doing what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like everything is like in order and there are rules and people carry out those rules. And generally, I think Taiwanese people are friendly. I mean, I've said that a lot about Taiwanese people, like I say it's like a myth, but I think it's true. To a certain degree. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I, 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 okay, I will say this though. I think we, I don't know if Catherine, you can agree with this, but mm -hmm. studying abroad could be a bit sensitive, but studying abroad, like, you know, um, gives you a bit of depression sometimes. I mean, yeah. facts. Like, we all yeah. go through it, right? Like, yeah, everyone. I think we all go through it. <laughs> I mean, like that's the first together. time in my life, you know, like this, the first very good first impression, but also the first time in my life, like going through something like that. 
So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cra- pretty crazy. Sometimes you really yeah, go, go through it. You like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope yeah. I, I hope listeners are not going through it right now. And if you are going through it, then talk to someone. You know, yeah. Reach out, y'all. Reach yeah, out. reach out to someone. You're not you're not alone. You're not the you're not the only person going through this. Yeah. But yeah, so because that was new to you, Catherine, what was your first impression? We have to fast forward all the way back to when you were younger. Oof. Wow. It's like what, more than ten years now? Wait, hold so, up. Hold how- up. I just realized what I said. Damn. I said fast forward all the way back. Damn. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, but you know what? <laughs> we gotta, um, yeah, rewind. Hmm. Damn, Josh, Josh is stuck in the con- Joshua Sexy Country Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're fast forward to when I it was. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. Time. I mean, because, yeah. you know, like if you go it's kind of fast enough, you, you change the time. And yeah, yeah I'm not I mean, making time, any time sense. Time is not this. real. Yeah. yeah, time is not real. It's, it's literally not real. Yeah. Uh, well, I still remember the first time I, I came here. First of all, um, it, it was it was very different, like Zane said, in the sense that obviously they had, um, you know, like the infrastructure and everything is very different. Uh, for us, it's still like very traditional. You will see a lot of even like um, architecture from, from like all the way back when um, China was still like, you know, they're colonizing us and then we have like the french architecture and then we have like nowadays like um like modern architecture and stuff but and then when i first came here in taiwan it's like it's very new it's almost like japan in a way and i always like had that first impression it's like oh it's very different and then back in 2010 when i first came to taiwan that was my first introduction to convenience store actually to 7-eleven and family mart yeah because back home we don't have a convenience store what well, we do but we call them like miscellaneous shop or like corner store you know like how british people say that too okay. so it's just kind of like like little family shop where you have like literally everything you can find everything you need there but so yeah we don't like have chains. convenience store mm-hmm, yeah it's not like big chain Okay. Well, now we do, but back then we didn't. So that was my first introduction to that. And then also kind of like the road system, you know, how traffic is like very like a lot and everything. Everyone just follow the rules like they said. To an extent, said, to an extent, because. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like it's like for us coming from a country that drive like us and then to Taiwan, you can tell that like it's very different. And then also, I guess it's what I remember what kind of bug my mind a little was how they have a lot of parks here like they don't they don't you know like every area like every residential area you would have like a little park and i just find that very cute like how they try to keep the city kind of clean in that way and like they always try to keep the tree because for us one of the problem for us back home is that nowadays buildings start going up streets expanding and all of that but the city haven't really tried to look into it in a sustainable way where they just cut down trees and then they open the streets but and then yeah i remember coming here and i was like oh they have a lot of parks here a lot of greenery which is really nice so i think yeah those are probably like the three things that when i first came i was like oh like this is so cool and for a kid who was 10 years old of course that was like you know very different yeah where yeah, I was living. So every yeah. every new thing as a kid is like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah it was like that literally it's like you putting a kid into a candy sh- shop it just like uh, yeah that's your oh, yeah. playground and the the candy shop factor for me is the fact that you can play basketball for free in taiwan like uh the parks are so accessible there's so many services offered for the people like in vietnam we have to always pay for our courts even if it's you, outdoor what even outdoor yeah even outdoor since we don't have a lot of space you know so like yeah in each area there's usually only one court so like two two baskets and you would always have to pay if you want to play other yeah. than that you got to go to like public schools or um places where they allow people to go in to play but those places are usually very restricted to their own like people who go there uh-huh. like for for instance my school then the people students in my school can come and play basketball there but like but other no one else is, yeah yeah very hard to go yeah damn so it's re- playing mm-hmm. paying to play outdoors yeah Bruh. it's like almost almost every courts are like yeah, that's, that's that's pretty crazy and then and then you have parts of like like right in like, taipei like look at sanchong right i think we went to a court once i think you went there with me and with, with scully i'm not even 100 percent sure yeah yeah we but did like, yeah but like there was this one place that had like i feel like four or six courts right yeah, in one yeah. little area i'm like bro that's how and, and they're all free yeah all free any time of the day all free and the basket yeah. conditions are like very good you know yeah for they, the most they part fix the basket if it's broken like yeah they made they they maintain it so yeah okay. if anything talking about basketball <laughs> i don't know if this happened to zane's school but it happened to my school is that we all we have a basketball court um in our school but the thing is that sometimes um, uh, boys, I mean, we have a girls team too, but mainly the boys are like the passionate one that, that they always want to like skip class to like go play and stuff. And for a bit, the school took off the basket because they were like, no, you guys play too much. And we're not going to allow you guys to play. So then it's like literally they just took it away, the chance for people to play. So it's very hard to even for students or like sometimes during the weekend and stuff um well we actually go to school on saturday by the way so so it's kind of like the weekend still but uh after school they would be like okay let's stay over like uh, uh, let's, I, I let's stay like... back and then like keep playing and then the school just like no you guys need to go home and we're like dude but like this is my school too like <laughs> even though it's after it after school but like you know it's like the school yeah. court and stuff why can't we play and the school just like no nah, we're, we're we're not gonna let you guys play that so get out of here yeah so yeah so Yo, actually my school the irony is kind of crazy though because like for catholic school they took away the baskets right but when it comes to every basketball uh, competition her school is just like yeah you gotta go win this championship for us so like they don't allow the students to practice yeah. but they yeah. expect them to win a championship for the school yes. to bring to bring yes. the cup home and yes. it's kind of crazy because like Catherine's school is actually a very good basketball school like they usually finish top three all the time you know so in a way the the teachers are just nerfing nerfing the students because they're actually very good and they usually just bring the cup home every single time. So it's yeah. kind of unfair, even though like we have like two basketball courts in my school 
and we barely mm-hmm. go, you know, like third place or, you know, never even like first place. Sometimes what we do is that, and I know damn well that this happened to Zane's friends or like to your school too, is that we would ask each other's friend from different school and we would be like, hey, do you have another shirt? Can I borrow it? And then we would wear that and then we try to like, to act like their student from that school and then we would go in. So what happened is that because back home for us, our uniform, it's just all white blouse. It's just like white blouse like this. But then all like the logo. left arm, yeah, there will yeah. be a logo, a school logo. So, so of course, like, of course, like the security guard wouldn't remember everyone's face, but they would see the, the logo, right? So if we want to like go to each other's school or just kind of like play around a little or just like go into the school, we would ask our friend and be like, hey, today or like tomorrow, can you bring me another shirt? Can I borrow it? And then we would change the shirt and then we enter the school. So yeah, sometimes we have to like, you know, do a collaboration Maybe. like that for people to mingle. Maybe that's what Catherine's school used to do. You would swear believe it's your fellow students practicing, but it's actually Catherine's school practicing at your school. <laughs> Maybe. But, but you know why her school was winning? Because I have this for you guys. Be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about <laughs> practice 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 that that's that's the mentality of catherine's school like practice this <laughs> we don't practice but we yeah. just win yeah so yeah but Yo, yeah. the crazy thing we can't do we can't do what Catherine just said anymore because now every school has has implemented the the id card that you have uh, to swipe before you go in mm-hmm. so uh, i like checked out now so you can't yeah, you can't just walk in and yeah, out with the uniform anymore. That yeah. sucks ass. But anyways, it is what it is. You guys are in Taiwan right now. You have access to court, so it's okay. No need to swipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no need to pay. It's all good. Yeah. Now, besides all of that. I'm going to miss Taiwan courts so much when I, when I go. Just stay. That's all. <laughs> But anyways, besides um having access to stuff like that, what is something that caught you off guard in a bad way? Ooh. Mm. In a bad way. Well, yeah, like you didn't expect mm. this to happen, but it did. If you're asking me when I first came here as a kid, 10 years, more than 10 years ago, 12 no, years no, ago. No. Right now, like your right current now? time. Yeah. Oh, I would say personally for me, because I started working, right? So I kind of have like a different point of view right now on like the working culture. And what caught me off guard is how is how Taiwanese people work. I don't think they have a, well, personally for me, I'm not speaking for every anyone else, but personally for me, I have met a lot of people who don't really have a sense of of like teamwork and stuff, and they don't really know how to like put in the effort, even like back in school before with like you know presentation or a group assignment, and like even right now collaborating or co-create as employees. And I noticed that is that they have a very big like ego like independency in the sense of like oh 
this is what I am assigned to do and I'm just going to finish this and that's it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Fair enough though. But however, if you are assigned or if you are working in a co-creating environment when you're supposed to be collaborating and working with other people and if that sense of self is too big, most likely you are also making a boundary for yourself and also making it harder for other people to work with. So that for me is something that I was taking aback because it's kind of like contradicting to how friendly they are, you know, like as people, as friends outside, they are very friendly, they are very opening. And they're like, Oh, if you need help, like hit me up, I can always help you. And they're also like, Oh, you're a foreigner, you don't know much, this is my land, I'm gonna help you. But and then working wise, it's totally different. So that has been my experience working with Taiwanese. And yeah, I have to say that it, it hasn't been very nice in a way. So after a bit of time, like getting to know other people and work with them, working with them, it's kind of like, oh, now I know who to work with and who to not go to when I need help, you know, in a way. So Makes yeah, sense. that's for me, my take on that. And you, Zane? Uh, Josh, can you repeat the question? My internet was buffering. I couldn't oh, hear no the problem. first part. Um, what is something that caught you off guard, but in a bad way, something that you didn't expect to happen to you in Taiwan, but it has? Uh, what I didn't expect. Well, you know, I think this happens kind of everywhere, not, not just in Taiwan, but you know, sometimes people can just be a little bit, uh, give up on you because you don't speak the language. It's just have kind of been my experience and like um they're less likely to try to work things out with you but instead just tell you to like lay things off or just don't just forget about it don't worry about it uh, just because of the language barrier you know so there are a lot there are a lot of occasions where um people just hang up the phone or something like that because of like the language barrier like they don't want to talk yeah. to to us because you know we're customers we don't speak their language so they're like oh i don't know what I'm, what's going on i don't want to do this so it, it happens to you before too right catherine yeah it, uh, if anything it happens like a lot of time especially on my bad days in a way so like i like <laughs> i got pissy you know because like uh it's like let's say one incident happened is that um the telephone company called me, right? And they were like, hey, we just want to let you know that like your phone bill is coming up and like this is your deadline to play, uh, to pay, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then I wanted to ask them about something else. And usually it's like, you know, I mean, we have been living here for a while of like the easy sentence like oh bye or like sorry i'll come back or i'll get back to you and stuff like it's it's pretty easy and it's just like you know being polite and like having etiquette even on phone call and just be like hey i'm sorry uh i'll get back to you or just like hey sorry i can't answer you and stuff right and they can hang up the phone but what happened to probably to zane too and to me most of the time is that they just hang up they, they don't say anything and they just hang up and i'm like uh okay like you like you know you left me hanging here and i don't know if that's good or not because it's not like i'm a customer and like you're like doing service and like so like you have to do this or that but that's just like you know bare minimum respect so yeah, yeah that, that person really said i'm not paid enough to be here <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> not even <laughs> like not even like a sorry or anything don't mm -hmm. speak in okay got it mm -hmm. yeah they just hang up so yeah, that happens a lot like and Peace. Kind of rough. 
Now that you guys mentioned language, right? I wanted to ask. Due to the fact that you guys are Asian, right? Now I'm not seeing all Asians look alike. Let me just clear that up now before mm -hmm. I get into it. But due to the fact that you guys are Asian, have you ever encountered people that assume you know the language? Yes, definitely. And what is that all like for you? How does it feel? Zane, you want to go first? Yeah, so it's kind of, kind of, uh, you know, like BS story, a little bit BS. But I used to, you know, talk to people in the comment section on posts and stuff. And that my Instagram was public at the time, right? I used to comment, comment stuff, discuss things with people. And then some things got heated. And back then it was COVID. Somebody just said, Hey yo, take your take your Chinese ass back uh back to where you came from, man. And I'm like, bro, like we're Asian. Not all of us are Chinese. You know that, right? And like that's just that's that that's one of the few instances that made me just turn off my uh, public Instagram, but just put it like, as private. But like in person, like in like that's crazy because I mean I feel like a lot of people assume that every Asian is Chinese. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Um. But like in person in Taiwan, what are those situations life, like? Yeah. In real life, it's like it, it kind of gets silly sometimes. So for me, it's because I do understand and I do like I, I can speak a little. Right. So most of the time I try because I'm like, OK, if it's easy, why not? You know, it is it's a way for me to practice. And it's also might be easier for them, especially if I go to a restaurant or like a local shop where you can tell that the owners or like the people are, you know, maybe less likely to know English. So I try. But and then, of course, they, they, they notice that I can speak. So they just keep on going. And I'm just like, ah, like, sorry, that's it. Like, I can only get there. But those are like, you know, just like fun little story. But sometimes it just like they just because I mean, we are, are Asians, so we look the same so then some people just come up to me and then they 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 just speak in chinese they just talk to me in chinese and i'm just like bamboozled there i'm just like shocked and i'm just like oh i'm like i'm sorry and then they look at me and they were like oh where are you from and stuff and then like some people started judging in a way like like some people would be understanding they're like oh okay you're a foreigner you know a little bit of, of chinese you speak english most um most of the time it's fine but some people are pretty mean sometimes they just like look at you and they're like if you're here why don't you learn the language like why do you not know it and i'm just like okay listen we are stranger we probably just gotta talk this only like this one time only and then that's it but like sometimes they just they kind of expect you which is which is fine i guess because of course we are in their land we're supposed to get to know the language too but it's like mm, sometimes it might be fun and it's just kind of like a fun story to tell your friends and your family but sometimes you do meet people who get very mean and very like kind of like they they judge you in a way because you don't it's not like you don't want to but it's more like they don't know you but they just assume that you don't want to learn that language and then oh, they just okay. yeah. yeah yeah then i, I do think okay. it's kind of expected here though because since we're in in their in their uh land and majority of them speaks chinese like the language they would approach you with is most of the time Chinese, even with foreigners, like they would still speak Chinese to them because like, because we are in here. So like, that's their language. So I think we gotta 
respect the fact that not everyone will just go up to to you speaking English, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, but at the same time, it, it goes both ways because. What if this person you're interacting with is a um, tourist? You can't really That's expect true. tourists to know the like. I'm not trying to make an excuse for us not knowing the language, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like when tourists go. A lot of tourists travel to countries they don't know how to speak the language. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's where the crazy body languages come in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 they just start moving their hands all over the place. And, and then, and then the, the funny thing is that they keep, they keep talking. It's like, yeah, we, we know you're speaking Chinese. We don't understand it. But then you keep going and you add all of this extra movement of your body, <laughs> expecting us to, you know, somehow work it out like a sign language yeah. thing or something, right? So, yeah, yeah they just they just keep talking and talking with it yeah we still don't get it but like you know you look you look you know a lot more that's true friendly though. yeah since you're trying to explain yeah at least they tried you know <laughs> yeah at least they tried that happened I mean. to me that happened to me a lot but this one time i just got very stubborn and i was like listen i don't understand you. you you don't understand me but since you keep going at it with chinese i'm just gonna keep going at it with english so somehow we just like you know banter but in different language so like this person just keep like blah, blah blah and i'm just like oh i don't understand like what are you talking about and they just keep going back and i'm just like wow let's just call it a day you know having it a, was fun having a full back and forth not knowing what the hell each other is saying i i, I <laughs> swear to god like to a until another like to, to another to some point we understand each other we just get each other yeah like like then it's like yeah like we try it long enough you know in two different languages and we move around enough and just naturally you know clicks <laughs> yeah okay now that we're winding down right we speed up the process thanks to zoom um when it comes to taiwan what is the one thing you would say you like the most and the one thing you don't really like Ooh, okay uh okay for me i think the one thing that i like about taiwan is the freedom that people have here they are very free in the sense of of self you can just wear whatever you want you can just do whatever you want as long as you are respecting other people you're not hurting anyone um and yeah i like that because in a way um this environment allows people to express themselves and to be themselves and that is good because um they are I, I wouldn't say that they are conservative or they are not conservative uh of course it depends on the people and stuff but um overall they are very open to everything kind of and i just like how they everyone just mind their own business like you can just literally maybe wear a blanket outside as not you know flashing everyone but like like i said no one would just look at you. Maybe they True. would look, but like they wouldn't come up to you and be like, "Hey, why are you wearing?" A blanket, yeah, but you, know? you you feel comfortable. Yeah, doing yeah. So, so I like that. Mm, yeah. So yeah, uh, I would say freedom. Uh, one thing I don't like. Uh, maybe I would say again, the working culture is very toxic okay. here. I am kind of like the same as Japanese, how how they are very, you know, workaholic in a, in uh-huh. a way. They they tend to stay overtime a lot. And uh, companies here expect you to do full stack jobs with like a bare minimum pay. So um, maybe that is just something that I just got recently because I started working. So it's like, you know, different. Maybe if you ask me this question a year ago, it would probably be something of 
school or something else but yeah now that because i'm in a different environment i noticed that working environment here is probably not the best especially if you are into like hybrid work place or like you know working remotely and stuff after covid and how everything Ooh, changed so, yeah crazy so so yeah so yeah those are like the two things for me how about zane well in terms of the dislikes i don't have anything major that i can think of like is everything is kind of stable here i haven't gone to a full-time job like Catherine did so i don't really understand you know the the culture of the working environment and stuff but in terms of what i like i like that it is very safe it is safe for almost everyone so like yeah. also the freedom thing that Catherine said like you can go outside at whatever time during the day or night and you would you know not have to worry about much um no matter the race or the sex like you can just be yourself here in taiwan and you're gener generally very accepted by uh everyone and yeah it's just overall just very safe i think i don't know where i got this statistic from but taiwan is like the top five safest place in the world or something okay and yeah i mean i think that says a lot because everyone is just like very respectful and not a lot of crimes you know so like yeah it's just a very good place to live in makes makes a lot of sense though because it, it really is safe like it is you don't care i mean of course there are the occasional things that happen because nowhere is perfect yeah. but like for the most part you can just go outside and not really worry about anything Yes. This is so much different in my country. Like in my country, the curfew is crazy. Like my parents would expect me home by eleven p.m. You know, like don't oh, don't yeah. go outside after eleven because that's and that when, is for a boy. Because like for that's, us, that's girl, even for a boy. For a girl, it's like nine or ten p.m. Yeah, that's, yes. that's yeah. yeah. And then in Taiwan, like when, uh, no curfew. Yeah, in Taiwan, <laughs> I'm out on the streets at two a.m. and mom's like, "Hey, where are you going?" And I'm like, "You know, just grabbing food." Yeah, she's like, hey, all right, be home early. And then yeah. in Vietnam, he's like spamming calls, you know, like, where are you? Where are you? When are you <laughs> coming? Here. I'll be there in a few, five minutes later. Where are you? Hurry up. Five minutes later. Yeah, the exactly. Same. exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, mom, so, I'm, 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 an, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> not not so, to yeah. them. Yeah, not no. to them. Definitely not. No. Yeah, never to now, them. We have, we have five minutes left with Zoom. We might make this longer, um, but have some quick questions to see how Vietnamese you guys are to see if you guys mm -hmm. kids of of ambassadors to see how <laughs> patri patriotic you guys are um rock paper scissors this time last mm -hmm. time I did it with Scully and Kareem I did a winner answered but this time I'll make the loser answer to make you guys really want to play the rock paper scissors so all right um because you guys can see each other go ahead mm -hmm. whenever you're ready then I'll well, let me read the question first and then you do the rock, okay. paper, scissors. So, okay. Do you guys know what's the, what is the most common last name in Vietnam? This, this okay. is very easy. Okay. Okay. Rock, um, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Scissors. Zane, answer. So, so that's Nguyen. And how do you say Like, it? very common. That's Nguyen. Okay. And for us people that, probably butchered all the time is the one that you see that you think is Nguyen, right? Yeah, huh? Yeah. For us, right? Yeah, for, for us, you guys. For us Westerners, if we see the letters, 
it's probably going to be like in Guyan because they're just going to be reading the letters as is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And Guyan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. But it is very common, right? And you see that everywhere and you just know that it's a Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, mm-hmm. it's what I saw online. It's the fourth most popular in the world. Oh, yeah, because we, we do have a very big population. 40% and of Vietnam has it, they say. No, not that's 40. Crazy. That's, that's like 70, 70% of Vietnam has the last name Nguyen. Damn. The second is mine. The second one is mine, which is like at 13 yeah. or something, 13%. Oh, okay. And then hers yeah. is like one of the rarest one, like zero point yeah. something percent. Look at her, yeah. not not average and rare. Okay, I see you. <laughs> I see you. Different breed, she a different, different breed. breed. Yeah. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, no different. When did Vietnam gain independence from the French? Oh. Da, rock, da, paper, da. scissor, or just going to go away? Rock, paper, no, since I go, then you can go then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Then. Uh, 1945? But what date? Yeah. That was... Oh, what date? she i'm very i'm very bad with dates <laughs> i'm very bad with dates i can only remember the year though um it should be one of the one that i know yeah so we're no 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 i'm not gonna say it <laughs> no say it say it no i'm not i'm not gonna say it <laughs> say i really can't care to help i i don't remember the date too i just know the year is yeah. probably 1945 that's damn. when we declare independence damn well, and they were like go out get out Se- Se- september september no it's not Se- yes you're getting there you're getting there guys september um, yes second wow if we're, yeah. if we're totally wrong Please do not quote us back to this. We're not very good at history. So no, no, she, she got it. She got it. She got it. September 2nd, 1945. September 2nd, 1945. So yeah. far, everyone that has been a guest, their country is in, in September. Honduras, St. Kitts, Vietnam. Well, hey. technically Taiwan's National Day is 1010. Yeah, but, but But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Taiwan's a bit flashy with it. They want, they want, the, they want the double tens. Yeah, but yeah. it's okay. And I say that because, like, Belize is also September. So, you know, September gang gang. September gang. Gang signs. And I was going to ask another one, but nah, it's going to take too long. <laughs> Yo, what is it? A pre- preview preview of the question. Um, what, was, what does the flag mean? If you guys can answer. Oh, or... it's actually, it's not that. Okay, go ahead. Not, yeah. Okay, one What's answers the t- red and the other answers the star. The the red is the color of the blood of the people who spilled, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice for the country to like gain yeah. his freedom back. And the so star, the blood, Catherine. It, yeah. And then the star is simply because we're the communist country, so there's only one. Um, how do you call that? Uh, party. One. Yeah, one party. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's just kind of yeah. like like you know, star is like the brighting, uh, the the brightness, like you know, thing to follow and like to believe in and stuff. So it's just kind of like your head all everyone to that one okay yeah makes sense well this time this this call should end at any moment now so before that happens <laughs> um thank you guys for taking the time out to be here it's been a good thank one you and hey, yo no you, problem man. and i will catch you guys on the next episode peace and you guys drop goodbye in vietnamese so we can get that that be it that be it that-